Graham inside to Degenhardt. Degenhardt posting up against Mills. Degenhardt having a field day inside. Little layup off the glass and in. Rice up the left side with a dribble. Contact between he and Mills, no whistle. Degenhardt, step back three, it's his day. Tyson Degenhardt, what a first half. Welcome back for another edition of Jay's Sports Bar. I'm Jay Tuss and joined by Boise State basketball superstar, Tyson Degenhardt. Degenhardt, all alone from three. He can't miss. How are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How do you like the title there, man? You ever Is that, is that something that's ever going to grow on you? I know you're, uh, you're a fairly reserved guy, but you are a superstar here in Boise. Uh, it doesn't always feel like I'm a superstar. <laughs> I, I expect so much out of myself, but... Uh, it's definitely an honor to be called that by you. I feel like you are the Boise State basketball version of Kellen Moore. You're a winner. You've put up big points. That's what I say. I, I, I've said that. So, it, But I believe it. If you're putting me in the same sentence as Kellen Moore, uh, I must be doing something right, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's it's truly an honor. Like, you know, growing up, I always remembered seeing the blue turf and on NCAA football and always playing on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just to be in – in the same conversations as like one of the winningest quarterbacks in NCAA history is a true honor. So, yeah. You guys are, are rolling a bit right now. Um, the last three times you guys have competed at Extra Mile Arena, you have won by at least 30. What is it about Extra Mile Arena that's brought out the best in you guys, especially on offense lately? We just had a really good mindset at home, knowing that we have a real advantage on the inside of scoring uh, on the blocks with Omar and I, and then also just finding Roddy. 12 and Buzo out in the three-point line and then making plays as well. So it's been, it's been a real collective effort uh, for us at home, and we just got to keep that thing rolling. You guys are certainly positioning yourselves to make another run at the NCAA tournament. And I, I guess I'm going to say, be honest with me here, um, when you committed to Boise State, did you think that you would go to the NCAA tournament in back-to-back years, your first two years as a Bronco, and be in a great spot to make it three straight years, which has never even been – sniffed at, at Boise State before? Uh, coming into college, I wanted to go to March Madness at least once. That was one of my <laughs> goals. And after the Memphis loss, I'm like, I want to get back because I know we learned so much from that game mm-hmm. about not digging ourselves in a hole. We are down night. We went, they went on like a 19-0 run in that first half. Yep. And we cut it to five and just, just battled back. And we kind of showed that we can compete with teams like that. And even after the Northwestern loss, we competed. I mean, we didn't dig ourselves in as big of a hole, but we, we still dug ourselves. We were down, you know, eight in the first half. We mm-hmm. had to kind of get our, our feet under us. And uh, those are just learning experiences for this year. And we have the team to do it. And we have this, this team comprised of multiple guys that have come in and won, won games in the tournament. I mean, Cam's won a national title at Kansas. Like, he brings that experience as seeing what it takes to win in March. And, uh, you know, I think we've learned a lot these last two years. And, I had to try to go back there for a third straight time. And I, and I brought this up to you before, but I noticed um, after the Memphis game, by the way, I think uh, that was like the second half of that game. I don't know if I've seen a player play harder than a boo key jab the second half of that Man. game. Uh, you talk about guys that leave it all out there. I thought they might have to go out there and, and carry him off the court. He played so hard that second half and uh, almost willed you guys back into that game. But what I wanted to bring up is, everybody's kind of walking off the court and I, and I turn around and I look and there's a true freshman Tyson Dagenhart just kind of sitting there looking back out at everything like what was going through your mind in that moment uh it was just kind of a kind of soaking it in you know uh getting to a spot and realizing that your freshman season kind of came to an end and 
realizing that you won't play with those seniors again, it, it doesn't really hit you until you hit the locker room. But I was just trying to soak in that moment and realize that I would be back uh, playing in March Madness. And uh, just seeing my, my family up in the stands, my high school coach, just all the fans, and just kind of soak that in and thanking them for making the trip out. And, um, you know, just be appreciative of the moment. And even though it didn't go our way, just, you know, it's a core memory for me, just mm -hmm. being in that moment and playing in the biggest tournament in the year. You're developing a lot of core memories, I, I would say, at this point in time. Uh, since this is Jay Sports Bar, by the way, what is your favorite drink? Your drink of choice. What does that pertain to? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start with... Because um, when I hear bar, I think of 21 plus, so I don't know <laughs> what we're referring to. I'm gonna, you, well, we're going to go both here. So uh, you, get all, you get done with practice. And you you you're you know you're, you're tired whatever what's that what's that first drink that you you reach to? Uh, it's, it's one of three things. It's either just a straight water. Okay. It's either a Powerade or it's a protein shake. One of the three. Okay, but what what color for Powerade? What flavor for protein? Okay, uh, Powerade. It's normally the grape one. Okay. Um, the, for our protein to meet the core powers, the chocolate one. Okay, I'm a big fan of the purple Powerade. By the way, I, I think that's the number one in my book. I like uh, purple Powerade in the bottle, but if you go to McDonald's and get the blue Powerade, it just is the number one Powerade, I think, of all time. In the cup? Yes. Oh, out of the fountain? Yes. The blue Powerade? Yes. What's different about it? I don't know. Just it's, like, it's like the McDonald's Sprite. Like, McDonald's has the best fountain drinks, I think. Okay. Or the Chick-fil-A Powerade. That's good, too. Okay. All I think right. blue Powerade out of the fountain, wherever you get it from, either Chick-fil-A or McDonald's is the best Powerade you could get. Okay, how about maybe not necessarily after basketball practice? And, and this can either be above 21 or below 21 in terms of the, your, your beverage of choice. It could be, I don't know, Cherry Coke for all I care. But what is like the, I don't know if I should drink it during season or maybe or whatever, or, or we got a bye week. Like what, what is it that you uh, might, might spoil yourself with there? What's funny is I'm actually a Cherry Coke fan. Okay. I do like that. Um that probably have to be my my soda of choice. Um, I, I'm a big fan of chocolate milk. That's kind of like one of those drinks where I don't do like you, to drink. Do I don't you like have to, to say that. No, for NIL no, agreements. No, I, I love chocolate milk. If, if you know me, you, you know I love my chocolate milk. Um, but I don't drink it as much. You know, just trying to make sure that keep the calorie intake right where I need it to be. And sometimes that chocolate milk, especially the Dairy Gold one from Costco. Okay. It's a, it's pretty calorie heavy so i try to stay away from it a little bit okay speaking of that we, we've seen a leaner meaner tyson <laughs> dagenhart this year how many dunks did you have coming into the season in your college career i had two you had two how many do you have this year pass deflected dagenhart with the loose ball to anderson dagenhart he'll finish with a two-handed dunk i think it's eight i was gonna say eight or nine i couldn't I think, remember i think it's eight okay eight had one the other day as well um yeah. you know in front of the home crowd Another blowout win. Um, what what is what's going on there, man? Are you trying to like gear up for a dunk contest, or where has where has this come from? Well, from my freshman to sophomore year, I obviously put on like ten pounds to try to you know needed to play the five, and so I did. And um, now that we have some fives that can play the five, and I don't have to really play that, I slimmed down, took about ten off, and uh, I think I built up a lot of strength going from freshman to sophomore year. Well, I think I maintained that strength from sophomore to junior year, but I also dropped 10 pounds. So uh, I think it's really helped in my, you know, speed and agility and uh, explosiveness. Shout out to Mike Prater for calling me fat. <laughs> Wait, did he really? Uh, he said I needed to, to trim down or <laughs> slim or uh, you, you can read between the lines. He was calling me fat. 
and he knows it too. Oh, we are we are one to speak in the media. Mike's awesome. I'm just kidding, um, but uh, that's hilarious. Do you, so was is this intentional though? Like I mean, like now all of a sudden, like you see you out on the fast break, and you're like. I used to think like, ah, oh, you know, go lay it in, and now I think like, oh man, Tyson's gonna go and pack this thing, and then normally now you do. I try to. I mean, if if it's there for me, I'll, I'll definitely go up. Uh, I joke with my roommates. I always go with two hands because two hands for safety, so I can hang on the rim if I need to. I don't. I don't like going and dunking it with one hand. It's it's weird. I feel like I'm gonna lose the ball. Yeah. You see a lot of people they miss dunks with with one hand a do lot you, more than they miss with two. Do you have a one handed dunk this year? No. All of them are two. All of them are two. Gosh. You're so boring. I know. I'm very boring. Have, have you never, have you ever been the troublemaker? Like, have you ever, have you ever not been perfect? Well, when your parents are teachers, yeah, it, it's a little harder because they know all your teachers, and ah. if, if, if word gets around, it always ends up back to them. My dad was middle school PE teacher where I went, and so two years of that, my mom was a high school math teacher at my high school, so it was six straight years of always being looked at, and even in elementary school, my my teachers knew my or my parents knew my teachers, so mm-hmm. uh, there was no getting around getting in trouble. They, they'd find out one way or another. What is, like, the thing you did when you were young that, that got you the most severe grounding you've had, like the reason behind it? Oh, my God, you've never been grounded. I, I did. It, I, <laughs> I pushed my sister one time. Like, we were running. I kind of bumped her, and she fell, and I got in trouble for that. That was when I was in elementary school and kind of seems like sibling rivalry, but okay. Yeah, I was, I think we were racing and I had to make sure I won to assert my dominance. <laughs> oh, Tyson, that's, that's the worst thing you've ever done. I, I, uh, I went to the principal's office. I was a pretty good kid too. I went to the principal's office once in my life and, um, there was a kid named Ashley in my class and I thought it'd be funny to call him Ashtray and he just, <laughs> he didn't like it. And I thought I, I was just being a little jerk, and so I got I got sent to the principal's office over that one. So, only time in my life. And the best part about that, um, I got a, I got a pink slip, which meant you got 15 minutes of detention after school. And um, I made a deal with my sister, who's a year older than me. I'm like, hey, we're not going to tell mom or dad about this, right? Like, we're good. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, totally. Moment we open the door, she walks in. Dad, Jay got detention. <laughs> yep. So that was like well, I, that's the only time I've ever been to the principal's office. You ever been to the principal's office? No. God, of course you haven't. No. Um, I, real quick, your dad. I, I've, I've wanted to ask you, where, where did his name come from? Yukon Dagenhart. Oh gosh. And that's a that's a pr- I'm not gonna. That's a pretty cool name. <laughs> um, it's not his birth name actually. Oh, it's not. Okay. No. Birth name is Andrew. Okay. Um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you exactly the origin of it, but people called him Yukon when he was younger and, um. When he was teaching, he wanted people to call him Yukon, so he got it legally changed because I think the district wanted it that way. So, really? Yeah. A nickname more or less became his permanent name. Yep. We you, you miss mix Tyson up at all? No. Something cooler like Yukon? No. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm, keep, I'm sticking with Tyson. How much do your parents mean to you? It's like so cool to see him in the stands and. Um, they'll even sneak into some of the press conferences afterwards. And I noticed after one of the recent home games, man, you see, there was a bunch of the, the Dagenhart family here. It sounds like, I think your dad said you guys bought a townhouse here. Yeah. The, the more we, the more we hear the Dagenharts committing to Boise, the more Bronco Nation, go ahead, smile and certainly appreciate that. <laughs> um, how much do they love Boise and how much do you love the fact that they, they obviously are, are willing to come down here and support you? They mean the world to me. Uh, it's funny. I my name, like, 
Tyson, Tiffany, and UConn son. That's always how I've kind of thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just mean the world. Like all the sacrifices they've made to for me to go into to play tournaments, whether it was basketball, football, you know, whatever, hockey. Um, it means the world, mm-hmm. uh, and they always did a great job of of raising me and my sister. And they they were the best parents because they knew after a loss not to really talk to me. They gave me my space, mm-hmm. and they never tried to coach me from the sidelines. And I think that's something I really, really appreciate about them. They let the coaches do the coaching, and they're just there to watch and support. And um, you know, them having a townhouse here now is always great. It gives them another reason to come down and visit my sister and I, and gives them another reason to come and watch some more games. So, is your Cisco going to Boise State? She's a freshman this year. Okay, is she playing any sports? I know she was she was a volleyball player in high school. Volleyball and track in high school. Um, she's doing the sports marketing internship, so she's. Throwing T-shirts okay. uh, to the students during the games, and uh, it's just cool to just kind of see her, her pave her own route here. So, um, growing up, did your parents give you, I don't know, like grooming advice when it comes to your hair? No, they kind of let me just do my own thing. Okay, so at what point in time did you decide? Yeah, my the, my, the, my own thing's going to be dreadlocks or corn corn cornrows, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I had long enough hair in like eighth grade. So one one night I had my mom braid it just to kind of try it. Okay. I always thought about it and that was pretty cool. And so um, in high school, I, I had the long hair, but I did start out with cornrows right away. I waited till our rivalry game. It was at our rival high school <laughs> and my mom braided them the, the day of. And um, I wore, a, we wore like a jacket, like a sweatsuit to the game. And I wore my hood the whole time until we got to the locker room. And then all my teammates kind of looked at me like, Oh, you got your hair 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 braided, and uh, the whole student section <laughs> loved it. And I actually played pretty well in that game. And okay. So I've, ever since then, it stuck at least for the high school high school years. And I promised my high school teammates I'd cut it once I got to college. And I, I'm not going to go back. Well, hold on here though. You opened up a bit of a can of worms earlier this year, man. I know. I was. Uh, that's on me. I, I was. I was just trying to get a feel out, you know, and. I took a stats class and it was like fifty three forty seven, but if you round it, it's fifty fifty. It's inconclusive. We're good. Are you sure? Yeah. The the percent. I, it was. It was not. God, I almost feel like you need to explain that to me again because I, I feel like the overwhelming response was, "Yeah, let's see Tyson pull out these these cornrows again." It was like fifty three forty seven. That's not a big enough margin for me to do it. And the thing that people don't realize, I have to grow my hair out for another year, so I'd have to get to that that weird medium phase that everyone hates that thinks it's terrible is that what did you get a haircut recently uh yeah during our bye week i did okay so you're now now you're proactively guarding against the possibility of that ever happening it's not happening (laughs) it's not happening it was was one of those things that someone brought it up when we were in spokane i'm like oh and i was mic'd up for practice i'm like i might as well just say something and see what see see what the people think like i'm just kind of curious i wasn't gonna actually do it i don't think oh that's too funny that's too funny um First off, you you're you're always like on point, right? Like earlier this year, big CBS comes to town, Clark Kellogg comes to town, you swing him by, you know, the the Degenhart dozen part of your NIL. Shout deal. out Nate Lowry for that. Shout out Nate Lowry for that. Um, you know I'm a big Mariners fan. So this is a, a, a an original T shirt. Where did you get this from? This got it off the, eBay. You bought it off when? Oh gosh, a couple months ago. Okay, God, I thought you were mean like you were actually trying to get it to uh well, that would have been too quick to turn around because we just committed to this interview like, I don't know, maybe 24 hours ago. Um, a 19- not even. It was less than that. Yeah. It was after the game. Yeah, after the game. Not even after. 11 p.m. Uh, a 1995 original Mariners uh, Western Division Championship 
t-shirt. This is this is my the pinnacle of my sport moments for me. There, I don't think there's ever going to be anything that ever tops being able to go to the 1995 divisional series against the Yankees and um, seeing the Mariners win it. It the, my it, nothing will top it for me. I, I, maybe if the Mariners win the World Series, okay, I was going to say if the okay, Mariners win the World Series, that's got to that that would top it. Okay, that would top it. But still, like being a kid when it happened versus now being an adult that has had to put up with losing season after losing season <laughs> forever. Maybe I'll get there. But I I remember Edgar hitting that ball, hitting it in the left field corner. Karam's up off. Gerald Williams is the left fielder, and I remember looking down and I'm like, holy crap! How's Griffey already almost a third? And he's going to score and. That was, that was the that was the pinnacle of sport for me in terms of my my memories, man. Um, so, but you're you're always on brand. Um, you uh, growing up, who's your who's your NBA team? Sonics were gone. Like, do you remember the Sonics? Uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, I remember having like a a Luke Ridnour jersey or okay. a, a Ray Allen. I had an old Kevin Durant shirt back Kev? when he was on the Sonics, but. Uh, I kind of went with the Thunder for a while since they moved. Oh, and That breaks um, my heart a little. And, and, like, now I don't really have a team. I'm just waiting for the Seattle team to come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm a Mariners fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm a Kraken fan. I've been a Washington, like, pro sports teams fan. And so I don't really have a team. I'm just waiting for that that Seattle team to come here pretty soon. Okay. How, do, you have a, do you have an NBA player, though? Like, is there a guy out there that you try to model your game after, you respect? Like, is there anybody like that for you? Uh, I don't necessarily think I model my game after anyone, but um, a guy I do respect a lot is uh, John Stockton. Growing up in Spokane and, uh, you know, him missing 22 games in 19 years, kind of his longevity, and I've gotten to meet him and talk to him uh since I've been a senior in high school and just to hear his stories and see the way he he plays basketball and just the way he sees the game is just incredible mm-hmm. and um and some of his records are just untouchable and just the way he you know he didn't overtrain in the summer he water skied he did other things and, and he still managed to you know be the leading assist guy in steals and uh made it to the finals twice it's just a guy I really respect so how, so what I mean he plays very different positions than you, if you, unless you consider the New Mexico game where you brought the ball up the court, you know, and a massive upset went over the Lobos. What do you take from from his game and, I guess, try to, like, how, how can I utilize this in my game? Well, like, just the way he plays at the pick and roll and what he, he sees the whole floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I can definitely get better at is, like, when I'm in the post, you know, being able to pass out of it better and just seeing the whole floor, seeing where the defense is coming from and different ways like that and, I think passing is just an underrated skill that's not really taught as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a little fun with this now, okay? Um, quickly explain the Dagan Hart dozen. What is it? Where did it come from? And, and why is it, you know, meaningful to, to you, I guess? Uh, it's funny. Uh, I think I found a tweet. I think it was from Derek Morales. So shout out, Derek. Um, it said, talked about Dagan Hart donuts. And I happened to see it and saved it and went to Mike Walsh and I'm like, okay, this is a good idea. Like yeah. it kind of rolls off the tongue and uh, he found pastry perfection and uh, we got a little deal. And so we have the Dagenhart dozen. It's four chocolate bars of sprinkles, four maple bars and four glazed donuts. Very okay. simple. I think the, any person would find a donut in that dozen that they'd like. And my roommates love them. Was, your roommates, real quick about this. Your roommates are, are, are just your high school buddies? Yeah. I've known one of them. One of them, one of them has been my best friend since kindergarten. We were in the same kindergarten class and grew up together. And it's cool to have him, you know, 
in the same house and just grow up together. And did did they choose Boise State because of you? I don't know that, but um, one of them wanted to play golf down in at a JUCO in, in California, and okay. he had he had visited a couple times, and he didn't really like it down there, and he had visited Boise enough times to like like it, so he transferred in, and the other three. Um, I think once I committed to Boise, they kind of opened up their ideas like, oh, maybe this is a place that they want to go. I know I know they visited other schools, but mm-hmm. everything worked out the way it did, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, and they crushed Dagenhart dozens. Yeah, they big, love them. Big fan. Okay, well, we're going to have a little fun with this one for you, Tyson. We're going to go with our version of the Dagenhart dozen. Okay. What are the 12 things that you simply cannot live without? These objects play a big role in your in your life. So, like, you can, you know, your phone, whatever. I, this is up to you. But what are the, the 12 things that Tyson Dagenhart cannot live without? Shoot. That's it's tough. 12 is a big number. It is a big number. We can, we can get to it. I'll start with my phone. Okay. Obviously, you got to communicate with people somehow. Um, How but, often do you get on your phone and it's like, Tyson, you increased your screen time this week? Like, oh, I turn that off. Okay. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to be reminded of it? Nope. Do, are you on it a lot? Uh, probably more than I should. I'm not on it. I try not to be on it that much. Okay. But, um, who on the, who on the team is the guy that, you know, if you ever got that, you'd be like, you spend 12 hours a day on your phone. Oh, who's, who's that guy? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Andrew or someone like that. Andrew Meadow. Yeah. He's a, he has a big Instagram following trying to, he does you know, is over or it's Sam winter. Sam's always on the grind. Sam? Well, Sam's got his TikTok grind. He's got a. He had to film stuff and okay. do all that. I mean, he's he's you've seen his Instagram following has jumped in the in the last. He's doing some cool stuff. Yeah, I love I'm a big it. fan of Sam because oh. Sam's a big fan of the Mariners. Yeah, you gotta love Sam. Okay, all right. So we got the phone and we got Sam Winter, 11 and 0 when he plays. Damn right we do. Yes, and that is one stat that I will t- I I proudly will claim that I uh, you will claim I, that. I, I searched. There's other stats I'm gonna I'm not gonna claim, but that's one I will claim. Uh, okay, so we got a phone, phone, so we got eleven more things to go. I'll do my computer. You got to get schoolwork done somehow. Okay, right? Are you are you Apple or Windows? Apple. Okay. Um, I don't know where to go because like you could obviously go the food route, but then you, it's I don't. What's your favorite food? I'm a big pizza guy. Okay, I like pizza. So do you have pizza once a week? I would say yeah. We had pizza after the game. Okay. Uh, so I'll go pizza. I'll go chocolate milk. I'll go obviously a basketball. Okay. I'll go. I'll kind of collect it in my shoe collection. You got a shoe collection? Kind of. I wouldn't say it's that great. It's it's decent. What do you? What's your like Jordans? Not something else. I got some Jordans in there. I'm a big fan of like the Nike Dunks. Okay. Um, I want to get a pair of Jordan Elevens, but they're just so expensive. Where it's like. God, if only you, were, you went to a Nike school that could probably help you out with that. I wish. Well, they're, they're just hard to get, man. Like They are. That resale market, it's hard. Yeah, um, and sneakers is rigged. It, it is rigged. I tried to get those Kobe's, both pairs of Kobe's, and I... What size shoe are you? 15. Gosh, you should be the one that could actually hit on these. I know. shoe size. What's funny is I'm actually looking for... It's called... It's the Air Max 90 Griffey, like swingman. Yeah. Man. I, there's only... I've never been able to find them. I found one on eBay, and it's... It's really hard not to like. It's a little bidding war right now, okay. so I'm trying to. Man, I like I like to hear that you're interested in shoes because I kind of always figured you because we talked about 
in the most um, complimentary way possible. You can, a little boring, you know. You know, you never. And we always wear team colored shoes. I I felt like when you when it's like, hey, everybody, what shoes do you want? You look at you look out there, and people got their unique Kobe's, and they they mix it up. And I feel like you were like, what's the team issued shoe? Cool, I'm good with that. Is that is that the way that it goes? Yeah, I mean. If they still made PG sixes, I would wear those almost every game. Okay, you wore those as a freshman. Uh, I wore the PG fives as a freshman. Okay, and then I wore the GT cuts last year, and I've okay. kind of gone back and forth between the PGs and the GT cuts this year. Okay, um, but I just I don't I don't really feel the need to, you know, go out and buy a pair of basketball shoes when they give We're us to you. they give us plenty yeah. of shoes. Um, I have bought in a couple pairs of them, like my black GT cuts. I've bought. Okay. But those are still very team issued colors. They're black and orange or black and blue. Okay, so we're halfway home. Halfway home. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm gonna. This will be kind of like a trifecta. Okay. It'll be the Mariners, the Seahawks, and the Kraken. Love it. Because, you know, I played all three of those sports growing up. Um, I enjoy watching them. And you played hockey growing up. I played three years of hockey. Were you I, good at it? I was. I was okay. I wouldn't say I was great. Okay. But uh, it was funny. We were talking in the locker room one day about how, doing, joking around. Like, we played softball earlier this year, like coaches versus players. And someone brought up hockey, and uh, Coach Rice didn't know I had played hockey. And uh, I don't know how he didn't know. I thought, I'm pretty sure I'd mentioned it to him, but my dad was my coach for three years. It was a lot of fun, but the only issue was it conflicted with basketball season. Mm. So I had to miss a couple basketball tournaments yep. and uh, just enjoyed basketball a lot more. And, so, but it was definitely fun to play hockey and understand the game, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Okay, um, I know you're a softball fan too, because we always see you out there. But we got we're, we're down to three things. Three things. Three things. Uh, I'll go my hat collection. I have I have like good a, hat collection. I have like a hundred hats. Yeah, you have a good my, hat collection. I'll give you that for sure. Um, what else? Oh, I can't live without Brooke. Okay, Brooke, and then last one. I'll put my, I'll put my family kind of like and uh, kind of tie it all up. Such so. a good guy. So there's, there's your 12. For those that don't know, Brooke plays softball for yeah, the Boise play, softball in, team. Well, I don't know when this air, but they play, <laughs> they play tonight at 5. They play yeah. uh, McNeese State, so mm-hmm. I'll be tuned in. How, how cool is that, though? Like, you guys are both athletes playing at Boise State? Uh, it's Do a you lot guys of, meet here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of fun to go to her games, but this month of, like, her traveling with me traveling, it sucks. Yeah. Like, she left they were there in Arlington and then they're going to Louisiana and mm-hmm. when they get back I'm in traveling down to Colorado Springs and it'll probably be like ten or eleven days where we won't see each other and then that one day and then she leaves the next and uh this this month and a half, two months is is, is hard yeah. because we don't see each other as much, but uh, the other ten months make it all worth it. Yeah. Supporting each other in whatever way we can. What did uh what did Tyson Dagenhart do for Valentine's Day? Got her a little basket. You can talk to Mary Burns. I ran into her at Fred Meyer when I was buying some stuff. Okay. I got her some things that I know she likes and um, just made a little basket. Didn't have to, you know, I'm not a big over-the-top guy. I just want to get something that I know she liked. Yeah. Throw a little basket there, throw a card in there, and that's about it. Gosh, Tyson Degenhart to a T, right? Team-issued colored shoes, on point. Now we no longer have the the cornrows. Nope. We don't get in trouble. What more can you say? Tyson's been a lot of fun. Uh, only a couple weeks to go here in the regular season, man. What is the best part about playing basketball in late February and into March? 
I mean, we're less than four weeks away from Selection Sunday, so uh, it's getting down to the wire, and we realize that every game matters. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't take any of these teams lightly, and, you know, even though every win, you know, counts the same as the win column, each each win is so important because um, you just can't have that loss. I know we're kind of flirting with the bubble with some team, with, with some bracketologists or whatever, but I think our resume is better than people give us credit for. Yeah. We just got to continue to win games, and the rest will take care of itself. I'll leave you with this here. We'll wrap it up. Um, what would it mean to you to, to be that a part of that first team that went to three consecutive NCAA tournaments and be on each of those three teams along with a guy like Max Rice, um, probably Sam Winter, there's some other guys out there as well. What would it mean to, to you to be a part of that? Uh, it'd mean the world. And more than anything, getting that first win, you go down mm -hmm. in the history books. I mean, everyone talks about how we're 0-8 in the NCAA tournament. It's kind of the, you know, the monkey on our back a little bit. And to, to get rid of that and be a part of a team that goes to the tournament three straight years is something I cherish for the rest of my life. Tyson, you are the man. I appreciate you joining us during a busy time of year. I uh, can't wait to see what the next few weeks hold. And I can't wait for the Mountain West Tournament. It's going to be absolutely epic. You're gonna have to, everybody's going to bring their boxing gloves because it's, it's going to – everybody throwing I mean, haymakers. Any, I mean, you talk about those top seven or eight teams. Anyone. Anyone. Anyone can win it. Anyone can win it. I mean, it's all about matchups. I mean, yep. you see the way, like, New Mexico can, like, beat all those teams at home by a lot. And then UNLV gets them twice. Yep. And you just never know, like, you say New States beat UNOV. I mean, you'll be beat us. I mean, you do go around the room. It's, you never know. I'll take my chances with two for Boise State leading the Broncos. Tyson, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right, everybody, this is Jay Sports Bar serving the Idaho sports community. <laughs>